Welcome to this podcast. Hello and welcome to the second episode of my podcast, Hop the Lead. I'm so excited today because I finally got uh, an appointment to meet with my good friend from college, Matthew. He's Colombian, and so he's going to give us six insider insights into what to do in Colombia that normally most tourists wouldn't know about. Hi, Matthew. How are you today? Hi, Karina. Thanks for having me. So great that you can join us today. Are, are you a bit nervous? It's the first time for you uh, being on a podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, it's my first time being on a podcast ever, so I'm going to try my best, and apologies in advance if I... If I do anything wrong, but I think we'll be good. Uh, we, we'll be we'll be fine. Um, there's nothing that you could do wrong here, anyways, because it's just very casual, the way we like it, you know. <laughs> so, um, Matthew, you said you have like six really good things that you can recommend for tourists uh, in Colombia. What's your first pick? Yeah, for sure. So, in terms of my recommendations, just to give some background, I wanted to sort of give a mix of things that were a bit more local that you might not necessarily find out right away about if you go to Colombia, but also things that are really accessible and easy to get to, especially if maybe Spanish isn't your first language or if it's your first time traveling in Colombia or South America. Um, additionally, all of these recommendations are going to be in Bogota, which is where most of my family is and probably the city that I know the most about in Colombia. So I guess just sort of to kick off the list, um, the first one that I would recommend and It's probably one of the more entry-level ones as well as the botanical garden. Um, so as you guys can imagine, like a lot of big cities have their own like botanical gardens or zoos or anything similar to that. But I think one really important and special thing to consider, especially in Colombia, is that it's such a mega biodiverse country, right? I think yeah. I'm not an environmental biologist or anything by no means, but I think the only other country <laughs> that beats us in terms of Uh, environmental biology uh, or diversity is um, Brazil and I think that's kind of cheating because they're such a big country so <laughs> in my head in my head Ken and I like thinking that Colombia probably given Columbia its size, special it's special <laughs> of course the Colombians coming out where we take pride in, in any opportunity we can about the country but about the garden itself it's really accessible easy to get there you know via bus or taxi and um, they always have special exhibits going around and they have you know, a pretty large exhibit of different plants, things that you can go through, as well as any guided tours. Um, in general, throughout different places in the city or even the garden itself, tours are always great just because you can get uh, more of a local guide that'll be able to walk you through and give you a more hands-on experience. And the garden itself is beautiful. I mean, um, I remember going as a little kid and then going again as an adult with my family. And no matter what age you are, um, it, it, there's something that you can always enjoy about it. So... Definitely would recommend El Jardín Botánico, the Botanical Garden. Probably a really fun place that you can start off with in Bogota. That sounds really cool. I know Bogota is normally not that famous amongst tourists. It's kind of the place where most Europeans started off, like myself as well. I didn't get to see everything, so uh, I'm going to learn some new stuff here as well today. I really appreciate it. And like, if I ever get the chance to go back, I'm going to explore some more. So brilliant. What's your second pick? Yeah, my second pick here, um, transitioning a bit, it's still sort of outdoorsy and, and nature-related. It's, it's Monserrate. Uh, Monserrate is um, 
pretty much like a, a cathedral or, or a site at the top of one of the mountains in, in Bogota. Whenever you're in Bogota, literally most places that you are, if you look in the distance, uh, you could see like a big statue um, that's sort of up there in the mountains. And that's most likely the case, Monserrate. And there's two ways that you can get there. Um, first of all, I always recommend going on the weekends just because it's the safest time to go. And there's always tons of people, let's say like Saturday morning. Um, and it's a pretty long hike going up, uh, going uphill. So if you're going to go by foot, I recommend, you know, you wear some comfy shoes, uh, probably some athletic clothing, and that you probably be in decent shape at least, um, given that it is a pretty long hike. And also something to keep in mind is how high up Bogota is as a city as well. So if you're from somewhere that's like sea level or that's not too high up, uh, you might find yourself getting tired more easily just because of the, the thinner oxygen um, that you're so high up. But for the people that might not be able, you know, to, to go by foot or that they would prefer something more leisurely, um, then they also have uh, what we call a teleferico, which is sort of like a little, a little cart that's sort of suspended on a, on a line. And if oh, you're like a by, gondola. Uh, yeah, something like that. It'll, it'll take you pretty high up. You gotta, if you have a fear of heights, maybe, maybe try going by foot, but it's definitely <laughs> a fun way to get up there too as well. That sounds amazing too. Uh, you, you kind of mentioned there that it's safer on the weekends. Would you say uh, people should pay a little bit more attention or be like a little bit more careful walking around uh, Bogota or like seeing places during um, the I, week? Yeah, I, that's a great point. I think in general, it's always better to, to play things safe, especially if you're not from there and you don't know like, um, you know, where, let's say like bad neighborhoods maybe or anything. Um, historically, Bogota has gotten a lot safer over the years. So I think it's definitely a lot less of a concern than it was before. But that being said, it's always nicer to play it safe just because it's such a long and there are parts where it's like a relatively isolated trail. Um, mm -hmm. It's better to go when there's a lot of people because if it's like packed on a Saturday morning, um, let's say at like 7 a.m. and Colombians are early birds. So you wouldn't be surprised to find people there even at like 6 a.m. or earlier. Yeah. Um, it's always better to go when there's a lot of people because the chances of something happening are, are, are virtually zero. If there's a lot of people around. Brilliant. That, that's a good hint there as well, because we want to all be safe and sound while traveling. Um, so you had a third pick there as well. Yeah. So going down my list here, this one is a bit more of, a, of an insider recommendation. Um, it's called La Puerta Falsa. So whenever you're in the Candelaria, which is more of like the historic part of the town, there's a very famous restaurant slash cafe called La Puerta Falsa. Um, if you translate it directly, it means like the false door, maybe like, you know, the, the secret door, the secret entrance type of thing. Um, and being quite frank, I don't know the history. There's probably a reason that the restaurant or has that name, um, but it is really delicious. They have some amazing bakery. As, uh, it's an amazing bakery. So they have amazing like, you know, pastries, breads you can buy. Um, the tamales are delicious as well. If you want something that's a bit heartier to eat. And Colombia is a historically, or I mean, not historically, it is known to be a very cold and rainy city. So if you're just having a long day, walking around, being kind of cold, if you go there, you know, at, at some point and you really want to warm up, just get a hot coffee, get a tamal, get a, okay. an agua panela with cheese. Okay, so you're going to have to explain it to our listeners. What are the two dishes you just named there? <laughs> yeah, tamal. Um, I, I don't know exactly what's in it, but it's a, it's a dish that's made wrapped in plantain leaves. And has a few <laughs> different things inside, depending on the type you get. Sometimes it'll have, you know, pork, sometimes it'll have chicken some different vegetables all wrapped in there. Um, and uh, the agua panela is um, a hot drink that that's made with, um, with um, 
I think the translation would be like sugarcane and okay. they sort of like boil it down. So it's like a block and you pretty much just boil it in water. Um, sort of imagine sort of like a type of like brown sugar, but it has a distinct taste. And usually they usually serve that with a piece of bread and some delicious cheese. Wow. Jesus. That's, that's something that sounds very unusual. So, so it's, am I right to say that it's very, a very sweet beverage? Yeah, it is sweet. It is sweet, but it's not overwhelming because you drink it hot. So that usually makes it easier to, it, it's something that you can savor sort of like a hot chocolate. I would treat it like that. Wow. And you have it with cheese. That's, that's something that I have a hard time imagining for now, but like, if I ever get the chance to go there again, I have to try it or you, you have to just uh, cook it for me if you can. <laughs> at some point. Yeah, I mean, they make, they, we drink hot chocolate with cheese too, which for me is a very What? normal combination, but I'm guessing others might think it's a good thing. What type of cheese? Just any? Or is there uh, Yeah, I mean, we have lots of different types unique to Colombia, but imagine it's a type of like mozzarella. It's just like a white, um, okay. little salty. Okay, uh, not, not too strong in taste. Yeah, sometimes people put it, they even put it in the chocolate so it'll melt. And then you'll <laughs> drink the chocolate, you know, you'll scoop it up with a spoon. It's nice and melty and delicious. It's, it's something we do there too. Okay, that, that sounds very adventurous to me, but yeah. That's <laughs> cool. <the> point, right? <laughs> yeah, it, that's the point. You're so right. Just getting to know new stuff. That's all the point, all that matters. So uh, what's the next pick? Yeah, so the next pick coming up here, we have El Museo del Oro. Um, this is probably one of the more, I guess, normal places that people might frequent. Um, it's a museum, as it's in the name, it translates to the Museum of Gold. Um, as you guys know, South America, Colombia specifically, is very known for um, all of the gold that it's, it's had as a country. And even then, like the, uh, the native populations, you know, from the pre-Hispanic era, they're really skilled artisans in terms of gold. And when you go there, you'd be impressed at how old all of these figures are made of gold. And they're like these tiny little, you know, gold figures. And they're like these intricate patterns of like boats and little people and animals and things like that. And you'd just be so surprised that at all of the basic tools that they had, but all of the, mm -hmm. all of the skills and artistry that these, that these people had to make such, such amazing tools. And I remember the last time I went, there was an amazing, I think it was newer launched at the time. And this was probably a few years ago. Um, there's an amazing exhibit where it's kind of like a dark room. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you get in there, it sort of like illuminates and even below you, wow. below like a glass on the ground and around you all over, it's like all gold. Um, and it's, it's really nice and shiny. Would recommend it if you if you like more archaeological things or if you're just yeah. a fan of gold in general. Who who isn't a fan of gold? <laughs> exactly. No, it sounds absolutely amazing, especially with the light. That's something I would like to check out as well. Brilliant. So, uh, what's the next pick? I can't wait. Yeah, we got two more. Um, we got El, El Museo de Botero, which is the Botero Museum. He's a very famous artist from Colombia. Um, what characterizes him? You're probably familiar. Um, of the meme that I think it's like a, a very chubby looking Mona Lisa or I think a Pope and it <laughs> says like why though but um, it's pretty much he's, he's an artist that's very um, he's very characteristic because he draws people with like very small faces and like kind of like small hands but at the same time they're like very uh, for lack of a better word like chubby and round mm -hmm. so he'll draw like these very like chunky little like horses or cats or people just like dancing and stuff. And he's originally from Medellin, I believe, but still very well known across the world. And he has a museum in Bogota. And of course it has a lot of artworks from him, but it has a lot of other 
famous artists such as like Picasso. It's a very low key museum and I think it might even be free or very cheap to go. Um, so if you're ever around that type of town, maybe you're planning your day and you think it'll be in the area. If you're an art fan, 100% recommend it. And I think it's probably not that well known as much as some of the other museums. So I would definitely check it out too. Sounds really amazing. I'm kind of interested in arts as well. Like I was uh, considering studying arts. I ended up doing business, which is a bit different. But like whenever I get the chance to, I, I still want to go back and pretend to be a bit more artsy. <laughs> so that's yeah. definitely something for me as well. <laughs> nice, nice passion project or trip to go on. Definitely, definitely. So we're already at our last pick. What, what's the last one? Yeah. So sad to give the last recommendation, but the last one is more of a general area in Bogota, which is um, the Plaza Bolivar. Um, mm -hmm. It has a, a lot of a lot of history. I would definitely recommend going like on a walking tour there to make the most of it and get an understanding. But out of the whole area, I think um, the the most interesting one for me is La, La Casa del Florero or like the florist's house, um, because that's pretty much where the the independence of of South or Latin America started um there are different versions of the story uh, i'll tell the one that i know but it's pretty much when they were first having sort of a more more segregated system in in south america uh back when you know like spanish still had its colonies there and everything uh there was sort of a, a priority for the native spanish populations to to sort of have a, a better treatment over over you know certain parts of people that were natively born in in South America or people that might have been like mixed race or anything. Mm -hmm. And some people say that, uh, you know, a Spaniard was asking uh, the florist to give him a flower. Some people say that, you know, he was, he, he was making him keep his flower shop closed for the day, whatever it may be. Um, the florist ended up causing like a big fight that ended up escalating to like an incredible degree. Um, I wish I knew more of a background of the history, but the, the florist house is still there and it's a, it's a decorated place. Um, That, that still holds a lot of cultural significance. I yeah. think nobody even knows his name. They just know that it's a florist. And I think it's kind of romantic that the whole like revolution kind of started off a scuffle that eventually escalated into something much larger by something that just feels so, so like, small and insignificant. Of, yeah. you know, it's like uh, a guy selling flowers that ended up causing, you know, a monumental change across the world pretty much. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. I didn't know that either. Brilliant. Wow. And that's already our six picks for today. It was so good. Like I learned so much, but I, I still have to pick your brain a little bit more. Um, when I was in Colombia, I was kind of um, trying different foods as well. And like we went off the normal tourist path at some point and we went to this little place and we were like literally the only tourists there. And we had like a, a meal there and I, I felt like the, because it was kind of the only thing on the menu, I felt like that might have been something very typical. And as far as I remember, it was like a big chicken and there was like some, some do you know, the little uh, white bread likey things and round ones. And uh, a boyo? Yeah, 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 that. Well, you were on uh, the coast, right? Um, I'm guessing when you ate Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. And it was like with beans. Can you tell us just a little bit more about the, the eating culture and what's typical to eat and what, what tourists should maybe try that they wouldn't normally get to try? Yeah, I mean, uh, depending on where you are in Colombia, there's a lot of variety. Um, and I think it's a lot of based off of the local, what produce is locally available as well as the climate, right? So if you're in Bogota, you'll notice a lot of the local dishes are meant to eat like when there's cold weather, right? So like I mentioned, mm -hmm. the hot chocolate, the agua panela. Tamales are also generally 
like pretty hot, I guess, because like you're just wrapping it from the, the plantain leaves and it's sort of cooking on the inside. Um, and then when you go to the coast, which is more like you had, they eat a lot more seafood because obviously they're by the water. Mm-hmm. Um, it's typically a lot more, it, I guess, like fried food. So you'll have like, you know, fried fish and plantains with some coconut rice. It's a lot more, as you can imagine, like a, a tropical Caribbean uh, type of meal. I think if you're ever on the coast, um, one thing that I would definitely recommend getting is called an arepa de huevo. Um, it's kind of self-explanatory, but it's not just an arepa with like, with like egg on it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, an arepa where they fry it a bit, they open it up, they put an egg inside of the arepa, and then they like fry it again. So the egg cooks inside of the arepa. And honestly, wow. it's something that you can only get like in the coast. If you get it anywhere else, it's probably not going to taste the same. And there's a very specific way to cook it because if you take it out too early, it's going to be undercooked. If you take it out later, it's just going to be kind of overcooked and gross. So could you say it's like a poached egg that's still uh, liquid inside? Yeah, they cook it just enough so that when you open it, it's still like a little like, you know, runny and and gooey. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it it makes a perfect contrast with like the crunchy crunchy edip on the outside. That sounds amazing. That sounds really delicious. Yeah, I'm getting hungry here now. Yeah, right. I'm about to go to the Colombian restaurant right now and get some food. Wow, that, that sounds amazing. What are you going to get? Do you know it already? Um, I think one one really tasty thing too, and you probably see a similar version in other countries, it's called morcilla, um, which is like a blood sausage or, or like a black sausage, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing that distinguishes the Colombian version is that they put rice on the inside and they put peas as well. Um, so it's usually a bit more stuffed. It's not just not to sound, make it sound unappealing, but you know, like the blood. Um, but it's also, uh, you know, it has some stuffing. It, 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 it's really yummy. And especially if you get it fresh with like some lime, it's, it's delicious. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I just remembered one thing and I, I really have to ask you if that's just something they tell tourists or if it's actually true. Do you know, like the, the Lulu juice you can get? Yeah. And I did a tour and they told us that it's kind of a hangover cure. I, but I never got to try it because, like, I didn't really drink alcohol uh, when, when I, I was in Colombia. So also, I never had to cure any hangovers. Is <laughs> it a thing? Is it really something? Or is it just a, a kind of a thing they made up for tourists? Well, I can imagine because it's very sugary and uh, not sugary, but like very sweet and, and a little sour. And in general, um, it probably just tastes so good. It might help with a hangover. But <laughs> um, what we've considered more of a hangover cure, especially in more of like the colder regions or like in Bogota is a... Uh, a dish called um, changua and it's a bit kind of sounds unusual when when you don't see it but when you see it it makes more sense but it's essentially um, a sort of soup that you make with um, sort of like warm milk mm-hmm. and you also put like a poached egg inside of the milk and you put some toast in it as well with some cilantro so it gives you that like savory salty sort of soup yeah. but at the same time it's a breakfast dish because it's just eggs bread and milk And as a kid, I thought it was kind of gross, but they say it's a hangover cure. Um, I think just soups in general are a pretty good hangover cure, but given the combination and sort of how <laughs> warming it can be, I can definitely imagine it helps you out. Okay, next time you, you're gonna have to try it. You have to make it and tell me if it works. Like I, I really want to know, and I'm gonna write about it on my blog. <laughs> yeah, we got a party first, so you actually have you can test you, it. With you gotta you. go out tonight. You gotta go big. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't want to keep you for any longer. Thank you so much for joining us today. It was so much fun talking to you and catching up. Like we haven't gotten the chance really to talk in a while. 
but we had some great times in college together that I really appreciated and it's still nice to stay in touch and to be able to have a little project together so thank you so much again for joining us today I hope it was a little bit of fun for you too yeah it was definitely great catching up and I hope if any of you are thinking about going to Colombia I hope maybe I said something here that interested you that helped you make the decision and if not I'm sure Karina or you can always contact me we're happy to give some more recommendations perfect and I'm so happy again have enjoy your Colombian meal now have a great night out and I'm gonna talk to you soon all right bye guys bye bye